from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's going down for real. Yeah, it's all that going down for is, real. Is, is playing in my mind right now. We know who the Carolina Hurricanes are playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's the Florida Panthers. We're going to get that into a moment. But into our three big stories right here at 3 o'clock. Some stuff that's happening down in Amelia Island with the Atlantic Coast Conference has been happening today. All the schools, the athletic directors, Jim Phillips, the commissioner of the Athletic uh, yeah. Coast Conference, uh, is they're meeting, they're discussing the future of the league, revenue distributions, all kinds of stuff. But you saw something earlier today about the conference and people trying to get out of the grant of rights deal. So all 14 full members of the ACC, we know yes. that uh, Notre Dame is not a full member because they're not they're independent for football. A subset of those. 14 teams, half of them, seven of those have been meeting. They're going to call them and referring to themselves as the Magnificent Seven. Okay. This is according to Brett McMurphy, McMurphy on Twitter. All right, so these schools have met in the past several months with lawyers to examine the grant of rights to determine how unbreakable it is. Of course, that deal runs through 2036. All of those ACC teams are locked in until 2036, which includes their deal with ESPN. Okay, so the grant of rights, for those who don't know, may not understand what the grant of rights is. The grant of rights is your media rights as a school. So, for example, right down the road here, NC State, Carolina, Duke. All right? Their media rights in terms of whatever they make from television revenue. All right? In this case, it's the ACC Network, ESPN, all of that. That money comes from the ACC, right, and gets distributed to all the schools. If they leave to go to another school through the year 26 or the 2036, yeah, through the 2036 school year, mm-hmm. whatever money you make, if you go to another conference, say, let's say, for example, North Carolina goes to the Big Ten. If they get that money from the Big Ten, they have to give it directly to the Atlantic Coast Conference through the year 2036. Yep. So guess what? North Carolina or any other school that leaves another conference will get $0. Hence why all these schools are locked in. My guess is, Chris, that these schools are looking to try and find a loophole to get out of the grant of rights because they can go back to ESPN, Disney, and say, hey, look, we know a way to get out of this. So if you want to hold the ship together, you better start renegotiating with us. Otherwise, we're going to start finding new places. So before we get there, let's talk about the teams. I I just talked about in general what was going on. Yeah. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina. Yeah. NC State, mm-hmm. Virginia, and Virginia Tech. These are the magnificent seven schools that are meeting, that are looking to figure out how they can uh, get out of the grant of rights. So there are three options for them. If they are able to get out the grant of rights, you mentioned one, mm-hmm. right? Let's see how we can renegotiate with ESPN to get more money. I'm not sure if that's going to be able to happen. That's probably the best outcome yeah. for the ACC or maybe, as a whole, or but maybe, I don't know how, how if that will be able to happen. Or maybe opening, allowing themselves to open up to go and maybe bring some stuff to CBS or NBC or Fox, potentially. That's, that will be something, and that's what the Big Ten did. Yeah, They're they opening up and they diversified their uh, the TV partners. Uh, so that that is one. Another could be just leave the ACC. Okay, and go where? SEC, Big Ten. They're looking to expand. From my experience, Chris, if you want to swipe right on somebody, they got to swipe right back on you. You don't think that the SEC would want to have Clemson, Florida State, Miami, 
Big Ten wouldn't want to have North Carolina. Yeah, bring in NC State while you're while you're at it. Do you really want Virginia? They Virginia could. Tech. They could. And then the other option could be create their own league. Okay, that's that to that's basically different. to basically dissolve the, what is known as the ACC and create something else that with the same members, but where the members have a little bit more power to go out there and negotiate and get their own money. Okay, well, that, there's a lot of challenges that come with that because if you want to try and go out there and get your own money, you got to find another network that's willing to work oh, absolutely. with you. And, okay, is the money going to be worth more than what you're currently making right now? Here's the thing. For, for ESPN, there's a lot that ESPN has to think about, right? They have money that they're doling out to the NFL, to the NHL, to the NBA, to MLB. Mm-hmm. They also have to think about when they have to re-up with UFC pretty soon. Yeah. UFC could may include the WWE because now that that is part of Endeavor. merged in one company, mm-hmm. you may have to include that. So ESPN is probably looking at it like, no, nah, we've got this set through 2036. We're good. But if they're trying to figure out loopholes and ways around it, ESPN may not have the money based off of what the, where they're at right now with all the major organizations I just named, um, along with you know trying to give more money to other organizations. We've seen over the last eight years how many rounds of layoffs ESPN's had to do because mm-hmm. of all the money they are doling out. As a matter of fact, there's been rumors that maybe even ABC is looking to, to part ways, potentially. Yeah, Disney, yeah. We, there's rumors about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, that's something that's going to be very interesting to see. But the main thing that they're holding on to that anybody would want, let's be real, is Duke versus North Carolina. Yeah. And me and you brought this up when we talked on Culture State Saturday a couple months ago. Why was Duke versus North Carolina, two unranked teams, still the, the marquee matchup that particular Saturday for at the end of the day. season? For college game day. Because it's Duke Carolina. Because Kansas versus Texas is not going to get the same amount of eyes. No. Even if they are both ranked. Yeah, even both top ten. And so imagine if the if the Big Ten had that. Imagine if the SEC had that. Well, ESPN still has that. Well, yeah. So that's good for them. For them. But if if the Big Ten ends up getting it, that's not good for the ESPN. If I'm if I'm Big Ten, I get Duke and Carolina, then I'm putting that game on Fox on network over the air, and I'm having Gus Johnson on the call. That's that's ratings boost right there. Again, the in terms of regular season college basketball ratings, Duke versus Carolina still drawing the highest numbers, or they're up there in the top three Absolutely. those two games. Absolutely. So, yes, these are a lot of things, but this is all, again, my opinion is, I, I'm just 100% my opinion, my guess is that they're going to be able to present this to the ACC and ESPN and say, hey, look, we have found, a, if if they find a way, if they find a way. If they find a loophole. If they find a it's way. It's considered to be airtight right now. That th- No one's been able to find it for the last several years. All right, apparently they've been combing through this thing for months, right? If they're able to find a loophole to get out, my guess is it's a a tactic for them to negotiate with ESPN or say, hey, look, either allow us to also bring in other properties to gain money from them or we're going to try and break out of our deal and then we can go with CBS, Fox, NBC, or whomever else. Here's my question. We named Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. Who is the glaring omission there? Duke. Why isn't Duke a part of this? Great question. Could Duke potentially, with men's basketball, go independent 
like Notre Dame has gone with football? Ooh. Do mm. they have the name and the cachet and the ability to carry their own deal? Or are they just waiting to see what Carolina does and we, we might follow that? Yeah. That does either one could work. But it, they, Duke doesn't feel like the type of university to just wait and see what Carolina does, if that makes sense. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, yeah, they're not going to survive. So it, it, it kind of makes me wonder, like, what that what that will be. Um, that's just me putting it out there. I don't know. We don't know anything. This is just we're speculating at this moment. But um, but this is what's happening right now. The Magnificent Seven, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech have been meeting over the last several months, and they're examining ways to get out of the ACC grant of rights, which runs through 2036. Wild time. It's changing right before our eyes, and we don't know what that change is eventually going to look like or, honestly, if it's ever going to end. Yeah. Because the one thing that always stays the same, Chris, is constant change. Well, along with this uh, Sports Illustrated article, they're talking about other uh, conferences expanding. The the talk was that for the Big 12, they're looking to raid the Pac-12 and that Arizona, Arizona State, um, Utah, and Colorado are potentially on their wish list. Uh, if, if that happens, the Pac-12 is absolutely done. Well, I look at this from a fan perspective. Is my favorite football team still lining up on Saturdays? Do I still get to tailgate at games? What does it matter what conference you're in? That's the way I look at it. Now, now there's whole things like how competitive can my team be? We'll get into this a little bit later on, but I know for a lot of fans is, hey, is, there, is do I still get to go? To, if, if I'm an NC State fan, do I still get to go to Carter, Carter Finley on Saturdays in the fall and tailgate and watch football? So it will matter traditionally because right now, HBCU conferences are being broken up right now, and there's a lot of people in HBCU who are HBCU alums who are hating it. Like yeah. right now, you don't get the normal A&T versus Savannah State for for a, a homecoming. Now you might get. A&T versus Delaware. That is very different, and that is a different feel. Shout-outs to the Blue Hens. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes. And I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at the designery.com boy we have a lot to talk about we we said we had three things to talk to you about at yeah, the top of the we hour did. we really just talked about one to we recap one. really quick the magnificent seven clemson florida state miami unc north carolina state virginia virginia tech are meeting and they're examining the grant of rights to see how they could potentially break that deal uh that the acc has uh, with ESPN through through 2036. But there's other big things happening today, like... Such as? 
We're getting ready for the Eastern Conference Finals, baby. Let's go, Here we go. Carolina Hurricanes. Let's go. Taking on the Florida Panthers. Who? And guess what? What? Tavo Teravainen. Shouts to Wade Minner. I'm trying right. to sound like him. Uh, he was a full participant at practice today. The non-contact jersey off. Completely off. On. Let's go. Full on. If you didn't know, of course, Table Teravainen broke his hand against the Islanders because no, actually, he had his hand broken. He had his hand broken. You're yes. right. Um, you know, for a slashing that wasn't called. Yep. Could have resulted in a five-on-three situation, um, but it wasn't called. Actually, head coach Rod Brendamore gave us an update at practice today on Table Teravainen's health, and well, this is what he said. That injury, you, you probably feel good, but you gotta be able to shoot. You gotta be able to do the things that you know to get to get you. Uh, you know, at, at, you know, I know he's not gonna be 100, percent like close to it. So we got another day or here or two. I don't know how many. We, we're still waiting to find out, but it sounds like a couple of days. So um, I think he he needs the time. So that that'll help him. Now, my big question is, how 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 well has he improved? Right, he's, the non-contact jersey's off. Yeah. Full participation in practice, yeah. which is good. Is he going to be able to play? Not entirely sure. Rob Brindamore on seeing Tavo Teravainen's recovery. I, I just think when he, get, he gets cleared, then we'll, we'll assess kind of as we go here. I, want, I mean, obviously we want him in there, but also I mean, when everybody wants to play, but you got to be able to play, and that's, that's the key. How do you assess that when you, you say he's got to be able to shoot? Are you asking him? Like, do you feel totally well, comfortable? Just, or? Well, like I said, i got a couple days here yet yeah. before I'm going to make any decisions, but... Um, you know, it, it's just he's got to be able to be effective. I don't want him out there and not be effective. That, that won't help us. I think that's the main thing, what yep. he said right there. Yeah, Like, it, it sounds great and all. I definitely want Table Teravine back yes, on the ice. It's actually kind of nice seeing the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, wait, someone's actually coming back to play for us? Yeah. Not someone else getting hurt? Try to have them at, at full strength as much as possible. I mean, because we know that that's Andrei Sveshnikov isn't coming back this year because of his torn ACL. But it'll be great to have them as close to full strength as possible. Mm-hmm. But if Table Teravinen is just out there just to be out there and he can't add to what the Carolina Hurricanes are doing, then you're not doing anything. Keep good. sitting. Yeah, keep sitting. Come back when you're ready. Hopefully, we're, we're we make it to the next round to the actual Stanley Cup final. And yeah. if you're and if you're good, then come back then. But if you're not good right now, keep sitting. All right, big next big question I have regarding the Carolina Hurricanes. I know a lot of fans are wondering this. We still don't know when the games are going to be played. Yeah, we don't. We don't know when Game One is. Now we have <laughs> our speculations. We have our thoughts. All right, so the Western Conference is wrapping up today. The Seattle Kraken, Dallas Stars, down in Dallas, have a Game 7 tonight. There is speculation because you have to worry about what's happening in these arenas around the league. So, for example, Seattle has a lot of conflicts. Four conflicting dates because there's supposed to be a Duran Duran concert. There are two WNBA games. I think an Ice Capades event all taking place all in Seattle where they play. So you have to work around these already pre-established events. Mm -hmm. Also, Florida Panthers in the Miami market. The NHL doesn't want to have a fan base competing against another team down there, if that makes sense. For example, the Boston Celtics-Miami Heat is the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA. Well, games three and four are in Miami. Now they play in a different arena than the Florida Panthers, but you don't want to have your Florida Panther team, if you're right. the NHL, playing the exact same day, especially in the same area as the Miami Heat. Because let's be honest, and this is not me coming down on hockey, but if you are if you are a 
just a regular generic fan. Casual like you're not fan. Just a casual fan. You get a chance to choose between the Heat and the Florida Panthers. You're choosing the Heat. I'm probably watching the Heat. You're going you're to choose the Heat. It's just what it is. Just, now, it is what it is. The N- NBA has set its matchup dates already for their conference championships. For example, game one between the Lakers and, and Nuggets is tomorrow. Yep. Game one between Miami at Boston is Wednesday. Again, you don't want to have competing television viewership because right now TNT has the Eastern Conference for um, for the NBA. And I think Turner also has the NHL's Eastern Conference as well. Well, Turner's not going to put two things on Wednesday at the same at the time. same time, nope. So right. this likely means that game one is going to be Thursday at PNC Arena. Yeah. Because game two, Miami-Boston, is Friday. Game three, Sunday. So now we're looking at game one Thursday, game two Saturday. That's speculation on our part. And, and it all makes PNC. It all makes sense if it ends up shaking out that way because I would have thought by yesterday that we would have gotten that normal email. I, I would have thought so that too. said, "Hey, this is going to be the potential dates for this particular." And when I didn't see it yesterday by six p.m., it's like, "Oh, there's something happening." Yes, like they're they're trying to figure some stuff out, and, and that's sitting. That's what we're sitting on, and that's what we're waiting on right now to see what exactly is happening with that. And don't be surprised if we get eight o'clock start times. Oh, that's probably happening for sure. Eight o'clock start times. That's I would hate. Gosh, if they do eight thirty, if they do eight thirty start times for TV purposes, I would hate that. No, I would hate. No, I would hate it just from for a fan perspective too. I don't want eight thirty. Yeah. No, no thanks. Here's here's Don't the, give me that. Here's the third big thing that happened today. Oh, yes. Yes, third <laughs> big thing that happened We've still been today. counting down since 3 o'clock. We have. Um, Jeremy Roach has decided to come back to Duke. Yes. Now, with Roach coming back to Duke, that officially makes eight players who had at least some sort of playing time last year for Duke coming back to the Blue Devils for this next season. Dennis, when's the last time that happened? We Probably looked about that 10 up. years ago. We looked it up. Mm-hmm. The the players who came back for the 2012-2013 uh, season, there's a lot of them that came back for the 2013-2014 uh, season, mm-hmm. which includes people like uh, Marshall Plumlee, uh, Aust- uh, uh, not, uh, Seth Curry, uh, Josh Harrison, people like that who came back. Now Duke is going to have eight returning players which that hasn't happened in a while. And I will say this, based on phone calls I've made today, I have nothing to report because nothing has happened yet. But don't be surprised if this move with Jeremy Roach coming back Mm -hmm. will cause another Duke incoming signee to ask for his release and go elsewhere. Okay. Mackenzie McBacco did that. He decided to uh, ask for his release when Kyle Filipowski uh, decided to come back. And now he is committed to play at Indiana. Do not be surprised if that move makes that happen for somebody else. It could happen, could not happen, but just know that that's being discussed right now. I'm, I'm curious. With Roach coming back, this is something that we'll, we'll find out in the long term. As Proctor gets better, as some of these other guys that are coming in, mm-hmm. do we see Roach's playing time dip? I mean, I mean, I'm talking. He's still going to play significant minutes, but does he drop to 25 minutes a game? I, I think with the incoming players that you have, and maybe Jaden shoot Jalen Blake's getting better. Mm-hmm. Just naturally, I think your guards will play a little bit less. You know, because you you have a whole new group of people coming in. Duke could potentially be deeper this year than what they yeah. were last year. So naturally, that could come down. But you know, by the time February and March come. 
the guys who are going to play are going to play their minutes. Sure. And Jeremy Roach already showed how big he could be for Duke uh, on their Final Four run a couple years ago. He could be that guy again for them this year. That he could be. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.